chipotles. Everybody was always sweetening them when I moved to New England and it drove me nuts. But our nice. main chipotle sauce is our maple rum chipotle. No, I'm going to send I'll you a rum barrel. I'll never hear that phrase without thinking of the joke, the pirate um, that walks into the bar. And he's got the steering wheel sticking out of his crotch. And the bartender says, hey, you know, you got a steering wheel sticking out of your crotch. And the pirate says, Arr, it's driving me nuts. See, every time, every time. Sorry, it's a terrible joke. If I got owe you a better joke. <laughs> Welcome to Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers. I'm Spike. I'm Zach. And I'm Claire. And today we're talking to Scott Zalkin from Lucky Dog Hot Sauce. What's up, folks? Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome to the <laughs> shit show. Welcome to the uh, shit show. All right. Zach. No, no, you. no, no fucking banter, no shit talking, no nothing. We're just diving <laughs> right in. 4 a.m. You got to go. This is not how we do this, man. This is not how well, we wait, do here, this. I- I I have I have a a, a ban- not banter thing but Scott I don't know are you familiar with Butterfly Bakery with me with uh, okay because um hey. from Berkeley so I didn't know that. you yeah so like you you were actually one of my early like favorite hot sauce makers that I would follow and like look up to and but um I mean I visit family there every year and um you know at, at any point we can leave these two guys in the dust and we could just like you know wax poetic about all the food in the bay well, area next time you're in town please do make stuff. another attempt i'm usually there every saturday i called in fuck it yesterday because it was raining all day but awesome uh, woke up with a crack of nine oh. it was awesome but yeah most <laughs> days i'm there so definitely make another attempt and yeah i've i've had yeah. some butterfly bakery stuff awesome. and it's uh, been pretty good as well so uh yeah that's a total honor to hear that awesome. thank you very much thank you Awesome. Well, I I would say if the if we if we only had Tim and I almost asked Tim to pop on here for a second, I will have four of my favorite hot sauce makers wow. all in one place at one time, which would be <laughs> fucking awesome. So I almost asked Tim to pop on, but uh, then I thought I'll let him have his Sunday. Why hot sauce, Scott? What got you into hot sauce? Oh, shit, that's uh, I'll try to give a short answer to a to a. To a short question, I was always a big. So if you guys, if you guys don't know, Scott is a talk. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I, I was a so, big spicy food fan growing up. Uh, my parents were always very adventurous eaters. Growing up in the Bay Area is just, uh, if you're adventurous at all, you can eat fifty different kinds of cuisine, and every one of them but our own has spicy to it. So we'd go to regional Chinese restaurants, Hunan and Sichuan places. We'd hit up Indian spots and Sri Lankan spots and Thai and Vietnamese and Laotian. And the list goes on and on and on. Uh, everyone had spicy food, all the great taquerias with the mocha hete, fresh salsas. And I was a junkie as a little, little, little kid. My brother and I would dare each other to eat like the Hunan Tian Sen chilies at, at, at Sichuan or at Hunan restaurants. Uh, and then after a while, it was not much of a dare. It's just, oh, these are delicious. How, how many pickled jalapenos can I eat? Because they taste fucking great. Uh, and so growing up, I, I definitely had a passion for spicy food. And it stuck with me into young adulthood, into college, into my adult post-college life. And uh, when I was working as a project manager uh, in healthcare, it was stressful as hell. I was out of my mind sleeping two hours a night. I kept getting promoted. I don't know why. And uh, the closer you get to the sun, the easier it is to get burned. I had that whole Icarus thing going. I worked for the director of the pharmacy division of Kaiser Permanente and uh, had concurrent projects and project managers under me. And it was just a giant stress ball of pain in the ass. And I was miserable. And so I found uh, on the weekends, uh, I started to make hot sauce as a hobby 
there was a sort of watershed moment. I'm the kind of guy that if I watch your house while you're on vacation, you don't bring me a shot glass, you bring me a bottle of hot sauce from somewhere. And so two things happened in about a two week period. One, I was watching someone's house. They brought me a bottle of the Cheech from Cheech Marin, the gnarly garlic. And if there was habanero in that sauce, they waved it over the vat. It was delicious. It was great on pizza. It was zesty. It had lots of chunks of dry roasted rehydrated garlic in it. I loved it, but it had just zero balls. And it drove me insane that like, you know, why the fuck can't they just make this spicy? It should be spicy. It's habanero sauce. And then about a week later, we went to a place called Windy City Barbecue in San Mateo, which is a barbecue and pizza joint. And they were one of the first restaurants I remember to have a hot sauce bar. And this was probably about 17, 18 years ago now. And extracts were kind of all the rage kind of coming into, we've since I think matured a little past all the extract novelty sauces. They're still out there, but but back then it was either mild and flavorful or peel paint and ruin your digestive tract for three weeks. And so I grabbed a bottle of something uh, that was new and interesting and poured it on my brisket and I ruined a $30 brisket dinner. It was a barbecue plate and just destroyed it with a nasty ass extract sauce. And I don't remember which one it was. And I don't want to name and shame because I have nothing against extract sauce novelty makers. God bless them. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I know you guys would probably not be as popular as you are because the world was different then, right? They paved the way for folks who make and even those guys like Dave's gourmet is out now and Dave kind of moved on from the insanity world and into a more food friendly arena. And so, yeah, I kind of had those two experiences back to back and went on a five minute rant to my friends. Like what the fuck? Why can't you have something with heat that also tastes good? Fuck it. I'm going to make hot sauce. And I was a project manager. So a lot of project management is failing up. You do postmortems on your projects. You figure what went right, what went wrong. You take copious notes, you move on to the next thing. You don't get discouraged because it tasted like ass. You just try to remove the things that tasted like ass and polish up the turd so it tastes better, right? And then eventually you get to a point where there's less turd and more delicious. And then you sort of focus on what you want to get done with your flavor profiles. And you know, like the sculptor who chips away at the, str- at the stone block so it looks like Zach or something, I'm chipping away at recipes so they taste better and better and better and then eventually you get a recipe that tastes like what you want and i'm super obsessive about things it's a a a personal fault or strength one of the two depending on the day uh and so yeah started making hot sauce as a hobby i found that when i worked on a hot sauce all saturday and all sunday uh i was cutting ingredients and working at my stove and smoking things in my barbecue and taking my mind completely off the things that had me sleeping two hours a night. And I would sleep like a baby, bring them into work and people at work would give feedback. And after a while, the feedback was, Hey, can you sell me some of this? Hey, where can I buy this? And then I'd hear from friends of friends, chefs and restaurant owners and people like that who would say, Hey, you should sell this shit. And you know, if a, a popular chef at a great restaurant's telling me I should sell this stuff, maybe I should listen to that. And so after about seven and a half years, I figured, well, why not? Let's how hard could it be? It turned out to be really hard. Uh, but I managed to get the company launched and get some sauces out. And <laughs> in about six months, I'd won a couple of golden chilies in Texas and a couple of SCOBY awards. And I thought, well, geez, I'm competing with the best of the best and holding up. Just why am I doing the thing that stresses me out instead of the thing that I love? And so I quit my day job and that was super dumb. Uh, cause I miss having healthcare and five weeks <laughs> paid vacation. Uh, but yeah, I'm real, 11 and, and a half years later, I've never looked back and, uh, I wouldn't change a thing for the world. It's been you know, at times a struggle, but uh, uh, it's at least a struggle I'm doing for myself and something that I love. And 
You know, there's still plenty of stress. But it's your own stress, man. And therein lies the difference. Right. Your stress for someone else. Things are mostly in my control. And if I'm going to work for a micromanaging asshole, at least it's me. Right. So there. That's it. That's that's everything right there. Wow. A you lot, said a lot Sorry. in a very short amount of time. Yeah. That's awesome. The question. Awesome. Jacob, awesome. Scott, yeah. Scott can talk. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So uh, I, I have on here labels. Um down because i forgot we started so so nice we're supposed oh, to be yeah, feuding right. remember right. we'll feud totally when the label comes it. out we'll feud over it we'll, we'll both both feud it'll be great <laughs> yeah. it's just great minds think alike that's all you know that's it so we've got a very similar label and i i'm serious that i i was talking about this and if we can make it happen uh so the the his sauce has uh is well it's not out I, yet it's it? probably coming out later this year uh, really, my graphic artist mind and your mind are alike because she thought of it. Oh, but it's kind awesome. of the idea was to call it Deluxe because that's a fun name. I'm sure somebody will steal it now. Uh, yeah. And she came up with the idea of sort of a playing card motif. I thought the King of Hearts was cool because he's got the sword in his head and we could do the like a chili pepper in his head instead. And so we came up with the whole thing. And then Spike sent me a set of his sauces and one of them was a fucking playing card. And I'm like, what the fuck is this real? You I'm like, well, at least it's not, you know... The King of Hearts is like, no, I do have one with that. I'm like, what? So yeah, that. And then, and then I said right. it has a dog. I was on like, it. yeah, what the fuck is that? Because <laughs> his has, of course, his iconic dog, and ours has a dog on it. Just showed too. you all my titty. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Woo! I got dollars. <laughs> so we decided we're going to feud about it. Um, but actually, what I'd like to do is, I think if if you're up for it, and we'll talk about it more later, I think I'd like to buy some of your stuff wholesale. And sell it as a as a pack on our site. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, just just to promote it. it and promote we'll cross us that bridge when we get to it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about it later. But uh, yeah, your labels. I love your labels. You you do what very few people could do. Claire does it too, um, which is uh, to put graphics into your labels. I love uh, with Claire's there's subtle little th changes in each one. And you know, they're almost like, um, like, uh, Oh, I can't, I'm not, I'm blanking on the word, but like, if you, you have to really pay attention, Oh, this is different here. And this is different here. I love that. And yours are the same way where you, uh, you know, um, the, um, every single one is a different version of the dog. And I just, I, I it's awesome. Uh, it's one of my favorite things and I rarely like it. When I agree. I think Claire has it. awesome labels. I, I do like the butterfly bakery labels a lot. I've tried like two of your sauces, <laughs> yeah. but I've seen like 20 or labor, 10 year labels, however many there are. I've seen them online all over the place. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll happily send you more sauces. Um, the, the, well, and, and actually it's funny, the, this, this label, I really actually want to change. I want to like just move away. I'm just, you know, you get, you live in that label land for too long and you're just sure. like i want to change something but um the taco vibes label here that was on hot ones we Congrats. just won an award for that and, and i'm like let's i want to move it. in that direction yeah, it was funny i uh, i had originally when i launched so was, i had green label what i have green at the time of the new york hot sauce festival in 2014 i had green red orange black pink and purple 
uh, since discontinued orange and purple for various reasons, ingredients costs went up on some. And I had lost Lucky not that long before that festival. Lucky was a real dog. He died. I They don't live forever. It sucks. I didn't lose him. He's in a little box on my table. I don't, I know right where he is. Uh, he's just less fun to play Frisbee with now. He never brings it back. It sucks. Uh, I have two dogs now. I can make that joke. Um, but I was toying with the idea of the artist who uh, I knew for a long time through another friend, Robin Case. Uh, I commissioned her to do a De Los Muertos version of my label as a painting just for fun, just yeah. like as a tribute to the dog and and just to hang on my wall. And I've got it over in my... So, yeah, so Robin Case did a, a De Los Muertos label. She asked, what are the... Well, not even a label, just a painting to honor in memoriam of Lucky. She asked what my requirements were. I said, I love sunflowers, go. And she came up with this spectacular acrylic painting on wood that's uh it's about oh, that's, 12 that by so awesome. something and really it's just stunning that. and i love it and i loved it so much in fact that i tattooed it on my arm as a tribute uh, to lucky now it's simplified a little it's a little bit dumbed down you can't see it too well in this lighting but uh oh i can see i was it, flying yeah. to new york with a gal who used to travel with me and work me city an old friend of mine from grade school and uh, I was telling her, you know, I should make this new label. This would be a really cool, like, alternative label. I can do a traditional Tomatillo Verde, and I can, you know, use this label. And, and she was like, yeah, that's when I got to New York. And after the show one night, we were at dinner with a bunch of sauce company owners. And, you know, I had the green, the red, the orange, the purple, the pink labels. And I said, you know, I think this might be my next label. And everyone was like, I don't know, it's kind of a bad idea. You have really consistent branding. I think that'd be a big mistake to to change your brand. And like, I'm like, no, I think it, I think it'd be kind of cool. And so I did the label and the next year I entered label category at the Scobies and I won grand prize for marketing and first place for label art. And it won me a thousand dollar custom barbecue because that's the discus, you know, that's what you get for the grand prize there. And it sort of paid for itself, which was just super cool. Uh, and the sauce itself has won some awards, which is also nice. I like the sauce being, you know, good tasting. But yeah, like like Claire was saying, the label. I I feel like the art on the outside should be as beautiful as the quality of the sauces on the inside. It should pop on a shelf. It should stand out. I went with foil labels off the bat because if I have a horseshoe, it should be shiny. There's the dull horseshoe looked weird when I did a flat version of it. And yeah, the foil labels cost a little more, like two three cents each, but. It's worth it. I mean, it's got to it's got to pop. I'm not in the store to tell people about the sauce and to sing its praises and promote it. So if the if the sauce itself pops on the shelf, that does half the job for me, you know. And then if people take a chance on it because of the label, maybe they love the sauce and they keep buying it. So it's it's a a, a lot of desire for the product to look beautiful and also, of course, good marketing. You got to have decent marketing, and I hope that that some of what I do is quality in terms of marketing and. And, you know, I was just sort of throw it out there and hope people like it. I've got a, a wing sauce coming out now where I'm putting a stupid hat on the dog because I can't put a chicken on the label because I've already got a dog on the label. A chicken hat on the dog <laughs> on the label. So that's what I'm doing. So that's Clucky Dog. That's going to be out probably late January, early February. That's going to be fun. That's nice. awesome. <laughs> My goodness. Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, is brought to you by Irish Spike's unique hot sauces and Vandal Pepper sauces. I'm Spike, the owner and executive saucier. Our sauces are handmade in the Pacific Northwest using the best possible ingredient. We believe that hot sauce equates to a balance of sensational heat coupled with a robust and complex flavor profile. Live your hottest life with Irish Spike's. Irish Spike's unique hot sauces and Vandal Pepper sauces are available at saucecult.com. So, um, Scott, what 
what is your the size of your operation? I mean, you've I think you've been in this business longer than any of us have. Is it something that you've kind of kept at a stable stable set, or are you, you are looking at my operation, is, speaking to all of my employee right now? It's very exciting for me too. Uh, I'm a company of one <laughs> nice. still. I use a co-packer. I do all of my own shipping. I uh, behind me is my sort of home packing station where I pack up all of your wonderful orders that I get all the time and and get them out. I do have uh, a lot of wholesalers I work with where I'll ship pallets directly to them uh, or retailers rather where I ship to them wholesale. Uh, I have a co-pack kitchen, Tim with uh, Palman Acres that California Hot Sauce Solutions, they're fantastic. I just started working with them about a year ago uh, and like them a whole lot. They're super fun to work with. Tim's a sauce maker, I'm a sauce maker. We text, we get along good. I like that relationship. Where is it going? It sure would be nice to not get up at 4 a.m. and do farmer's markets like I did today or at 5, what I do, what I do on Saturdays when it's not pouring <laughs> rain. Uh, and eventually, it'd be nice to work with a distributor. I had a distributor for a while. I was working with a guy on the East Coast. It was great. He was in a bunch of stores. He'd buy a couple pallets a month from me. And when he went kind of tits up, it, I was one of the people who was lucky he got paid at the end where quite a few companies did not get paid. I wasn't. <laughs> I, was not, exactly I was not. I was not one of the lucky about. ones. <laughs> I tried to fly out and squeeze it mm -hmm. out of him. Yeah, and yeah. Soon thereafter, no, had no a check, but brain. I was one of the early ones that smelled <laughs> trouble. I guess because I started getting on him pretty, pretty hot and heavy and frequently, and finally got him on the phone. And I I feel for the guy. I know he had some medical, psychiatric issues, don't we all? But uh, at the end of the day, you still have to pay the people that you get stuff from, and it sucked that a lot of people got burned. Well, and I uh, I actually send him to collections and the collections agency did uh, um, some research into him. Oh. And apparently he's done this three times before. So I, just, I feel him. more sorry for the people that got burned, really, because I know quite a few of them personally. Yeah. Now I know well, and I mean, I got I got burned a good chunk heartbeat of change, but, you know, heartbeat. Yeah. I, you know, they they posted on social media. I, I, they, I don't know how that didn't yeah. just drive yeah. them under. Like, that is just I insane. I heard from them. Um, and I also knew, oh, go ahead. The, I, I also knew when I wasn't getting paid. So he had an employee mm -hmm. with the same name as me and I would occasionally get the emails meant for the employee. Um, and it was, it were, there were order emails and I, there was a sauce maker I recognized, didn't know particularly well, but I kind of, you know, regional here. And I was That's just like, good. let me just give him a call and say like, people aren't getting paid. You may not want to send this out. And, uh, and this guy was just like, huh, well, thanks for letting and me know. I'm sorry that happened to you. And probably got burned too. It seemed like it was a whole yeah, borrowing from Peter probably. to pay Paul thing yeah. where some vendors had him on net 60 yeah. and then he'd get an order in for a new product from a new vendor. And then he'd use the check from that to pay the people he owed from two, a year ago. And then it just eventually that Ponzi scheme is going to burn, crash yeah. and burn because you run out of people to borrow from and pay to. So it just, yeah, that, that whole thing was a mess. And, and I would say, because he's done this before um, in mm. the hot sauce area, um, that we should all keep an eye out I, I for agree. him surfacing under a new name because we should yep. call well, him out the moment Well, with big orders now, up. I've gotten, because of that situation, I got a lot smarter. I have had a couple solicitations for pallet size orders. And I say, great, so your first order is pay in advance. And as soon as the check clears, I'll yep. make the sauce and yep. ship it out in three weeks. And you'll have it, you know, three weeks from the day that your check yep. clears. And, and that... Yeah. Every first order of yeah. ours, no is matter what size, advance. first order is yeah, always paying in advance, I, regardless. I still give people, I trust people size. enough for net 15 yeah. or net 30, depending on the size out the gate there, hopefully or more. Well, it depends if, if they have a brick and mortar that has a reputation, then I tend to give a lot more faith that they're going to yeah. come through. Right. 
I I yeah. did make I did make allowance for one customer once who was like our our system's not set up we can't do it we can't and um wow. and and I never got paid like you knew it <laughs> and it was like uh, it was like five hundred right. bucks or something it wasn't huge but like enough, it was it was enough yeah, and it was a it was a uh. legitimate company and. I, I honestly, every time I would call, they'd be like, oh, I have no idea what happened. Let me dig in. And then like nothing. Finally, after two years, I wrote it off. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of the dark side of being every, a small business, right? Is you have to have a lot of trust or you have to be overly paranoid and risk turning people off. And what really sucks, if I can go on a little tangent, yeah. is that over the 11 years I've been doing this, I'm 11 oh, and a half now, I've had several occasions where things go into, like I have you on net 30 and it's 60 days and I'm like, hey, you're a month late. Do you mind covering the spend? And then you go back and forth, chasing down the bill. And like, sometimes it's a good customer. I had a really, I won't name in shame because that's, I don't really try I try not to do that. But I had a really good customer who bought for me three or four times and paid every time. And I guess they went through some crisis, you know, they had some personal stuff come up and it put a, a hitch in their giddy up and that happens. I get it. And so I was kind of, you know, there's a fine line between harassing somebody and chasing down a payment. And I don't want to harass anybody. But I got bills to pay yeah. too, and I sent you sauce, and you owe me money. It is what it is. It's it's just business. I ain't got no fucking yeah, qualms about. Blowing it's not personal. Up. And so, <laughs> well, with a good with a customer who's been a good customer for a couple of years, you know, I don't want to blow up that relationship. Yeah. And what sucks is it's almost inevitable that it's going to blow up the relationship because they feel bad about it. And now it's like you're getting screwed twice because yeah. not only like yeah maybe you got but maybe you get they... the money eventually, but if they stop buying from you, that hurts you too, right? So you want to. I don't know. There's a fine line. You gotta, you gotta maintain the relationship while also, you know, collecting what they owe you. Unfortunately, to this day, I've got most of, like, ninety nine percent of my invoices have been paid. I mean, I, I'm in the. I, well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was gonna say I actually had one that for a year and a half wasn't paid, and finally, when we were coming up on the end of the year, um, we tried every which way, and it just it wasn't happening. And um, at the end of the year, this year I was closing up things. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to write this one off, close off the year. And we close it off. And without us asking, without us, we were just given up on this. Wow, Two weeks see. later, they paid it. Miracles happen. Just no, out of nowhere. Even my bookkeeper was like, what is this? In my longest running one, I got <laughs> like, a phone call like, and they explained that, amazing. hey, we're going through some stuff. We had some medical stuff. I went, just call me. Just tell me that. You know, do it before you're late. Just call yeah. me up. I'm, yeah. We're all yeah. just people here. Exactly. We've, we've been working together yeah. for three years. Just give me a heads up. And I'll totally be like, great, pay me in 90 days or pay me in 100, yeah. whatever's good for you. But at least allow me the opportunity to be cool about it instead of me being the heavy that's got to call you up and say, hey, yeah. you're six months late on your payment. I'm going to send you collections. What the fuck? You know, I don't want to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. I just want to make sauce and sell sauce. That's it's an easy gig. I want a stress stress free life of making sauce and selling sauce. So, you know, I've, I've recently turned on QuickBooks um, alerts so that it right. automatically emails people sure. when they're approaching their due date and after their due date. Yeah, and it is the I best. Do, I do this people same. just yeah. pay so much more promptly. And it's, I do it's not even me being and an asshole. It's just automatic. Like there's turnover <laughs> in grocery stores, right? There's turnover in receiving departments and there's turnover in AP and in QuickBooks online. You've got the email address of whoever you were, was the person that you were supposed to send from the jump. And so just recently I had one where, Holy crap, this store's never been late before. What's going on? I pick up the phone. I gave him a call. We're so kind of programmed now to go, go straight to the email, you know, flame. Where where's my money? You know, kind of thing. You know, but there's still a human touch that can help. So I pick up the phone, called him up. Oh yeah, Ben transferred over to this store in, you know, Idaho. And he doesn't he's not with us. This is your contact now. So my email went into a black hole basically. Now it's on the store. 
on it. At the end of the day, they should have let me know, hey, your new point of contact for accounts receivable is this, which would have been much more helpful to me. But wires get crossed, things get forgotten. I get it. And so, you know, this in this case, it was just a simple cross wires and they paid me four days after I sent, you know, got a hold of the person who actually worked in accounts receivable now. So I try not, I try to start out optimistically that, that, oh, well, maybe it's just a simple misunderstanding. And oftentimes it is, which is nice. It helps restore a little of my faith in humanity. I didn't have that much to begin with. <laughs> Still on. I do the, well, and- I, I do the, uh- the, uh, the I set the alarms on it to go off, you know, to send them a, a reminder that they, but one of the other things that I do is I lie. I, if so anybody listening to this, I will tell them. So it's automatic. So what, because what I do is when somebody mm-hmm. doesn't pay in time, it goes to right. once a week, I send it. And then when it gets to a certain point, it's twice a week, I send it. And I've gotten to once a day, they get so annoyed right. that they pay it. it just stop emailing so me far. already. Um, yeah. But my favorite thing is I always say, oh, well, my uh, invoicing system Good does call. that automatically. So, yeah. So your question originally was, you know, where's my company going? How big am I? And so I would like to eventually get with another distributor. That would be nice. To, to this point, I've talked to a few and a lot of them are sort of. They want to be glorified delivery people and charge you 40% for the privilege. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll take your sauce to all the stores you're already doing business with and take 40% for the trouble. Well, I can fucking do that. I'm already doing that, right? So I sell through Fair. I'm international through Fair now, which is nice. I'm in France and Spain and a couple other spots. I have a client in Norway that I ship a pallet to about once a year. Uh, and yeah, Scandinavia is not exactly known for their fire faces, but in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. So when you have a small hot sauce shop in a place where uh, there is nothing spicy, those few people, that 1% that's spicy in all of Scandinavia will gravitate towards your store. And so my stuff does pretty well there. So I have a shockingly a large following in Norway. Who knew, right? Yeah. I've always wanted to go see the fjords. I'm Claire George. I own Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. We make hot sauce, mustard, cookies, and granola, and 100% of our products are made with Vermont ingredients. The thing that I hear most often from people is that my hot sauce tastes like the peppers that are in it. We do really simple recipes that don't get too crazy and nitpicky just to really accentuate the, the flavor of the peppers that are in there. The unique thing about our hot sauces is how much we feature the farm and the relationship with the farm and really um, bring the terroir of Vermont to our hot sauces. I am pretty sure I am the number one purchaser of Vermont-grown chili peppers. I would love it if there would be a legitimate pepper market in Vermont where people would know Vermont for its peppers. We're all better for supporting each other. You know, and I think that part really shows itself with the collaborations that I do with the other businesses and the other farms that, that I love working together and coming up with new ideas and presenting each other with new challenges. And I think overall, that's the attitude here. And I absolutely love it because that's my attitude. I try to live my life with love. The ingredients that I use, I would say that my values are reflected in that, um, that I use ingredients that, again, feel good, feel loving, feel supportive. The relationship with the farmer was how it all began. If I changed the reason for it being, if I went out and bought some commodity peppers, you know, it might not be as good. (laughs) You can find Butterfly Bakery of Vermont hot sauce, mustard, granola, and cookies at butterflybakeryvt.com. 
Do you have uh, any favorite sauce makers and least favorite sauce makers or style of sauces? You don't have to call anybody out. You can if you want to. Uh, in this case, I don't mind naming names. Uh, I will never say who my least favorite sauce makers are. But if you ever see me at a festival going booth to booth and I try a sauce and the, the answer, the statement out of my face hole is, that's interesting. I don't like that sauce at all. I don't know what you would do with it. I don't know how you would use it, whether you shampoo your hair with it or douche with it, I whatever, but I, it's not food. So if you hear me say, that's interesting, that's always a euphemism, always. I will, I will give very specific <laughs> feedback when I love a sauce, when I hate a sauce, I'll either say that's interesting or I'll say not for me, but I'm sure someone would enjoy it. That is my half husky doing husky things. I don't know if you can hear that in the background. But yep. Domino's letting me yeah. know that it's almost yeah, dinner. A little time. bit. So, would you like a treat? I can shut you up for a minute. You can edit this part out. If there's a dog, my young in it, dog it's not is super calm out. and mellow. My <laughs> Pitsky is this ridiculous thing. Where is she? Let's see if we can get her on there. Wait. That's Rocky. He's the oh, good boy. I see him. And there's Domino. Why can't I? So there she is. That's that pit husky mix. You there should never cross is. anything with a husky because oh. you're going to get uh, dumb and stubborn and stupid and obnoxious and talking so but she's all love and joy she has a very big heart she's a really good girl she's just a whiner so favorite sauce makers uh i have a lot of favorite sauce makers and i hope that i don't leave anybody out i'm sure i will because my list is probably 50 or 60 long uh mikey v's love mikey v's <laughs> born to hula is i go way back with born to hula they're great people great sauces uh i was a huge fan of big fats i'm sad that jeremy and Kat are no longer doing it because they had a bunch of really good sauces that i love uh currently uh funkies love everything funkies does they're great folks and make awesome sauces and are totally deserving of every award that they're getting these days i think they just took a couple big awards at the new york hot sauce expo uh he beat me in the stupid cook-off in Oregon. I was pissed about that. I lost to him by two votes. Mm. Um, but no, great sauces. Uh, who else? Oh, uh, 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 Charman out of Ojai, California. Love everything Charman does. Yeah. Their sauces are fantastic. Uh, I was really lucky. I, I In Berkeley, where Claire's from, uh, there was a Heat Hot Sauce Shop, who I think carries some of your guys' stuff too. All of, all of you? Yeah. Um, and so they used to have yes. a brick and mortar yeah. Where you could go in oh, and no. taste stuff. So I got to try so many sauces in that place that I would not have otherwise been exposed to. I've been doing fest. I used to do 12 festivals a year. Uh, now I'm down to about three. But at those festivals, I would always take time to go try all the new sauce maker stuff and fell in love with a lot of brands. Uh, there's just so much good stuff out there. Like I said, I feel bad because there are so many sauce companies that I'm going to not mention right here. And I feel bad for not because they're all so great. Uh which is one that's right here that I loved recently. Oh, the, the, where is it? The Palmer Acres, obviously, and Smoke and Jay's good stuff. Uh, uh, I have just recently tried some of the Irish Spikes stuff that I really enjoyed. I have those on my counter right here. Oh, uh, obviously, you. High Desert makes good stuff. That's, that's yours. Uh, High River Sauce Company, love them. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, knew of uh, Race City Sauce Works, a guy named Chad Locock. Uh, he used to do a lot of festivals. I haven't seen his stuff in a while, 
Uh, but he at one point got fairly big. He was in all the Bed Bath and Beyonds and places like that. And he, uh, K. John Hard once said the first year of the New York Hot Sauce Expo, K. John said that Chad has uh, discontinued more award-winning sauces than most companies will ever have. And that's a fact. He just knocks off his lowest seller every year and comes out with something new and they're all awesome. And for a while he got into doing like some elixirs, like, uh, like mixed drink stuff where he had a chocolate, uh, what was it? Chocolate, caramel, spicy something for mixed drinks to, to line the glass with. And fuck, he made some good stuff. Lots of interesting stuff. Uh, but his hot sauces were fantastic. He had a really, really, really good uh, hot sauce. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still around, but I like this stuff a lot. Uh, Crazy Good. They were a company I think stopped making sauce a couple years ago. They were one of my favorites. There's just so many. I could pretty much take up 40 minutes of your podcast, just listing sauces that I enjoyed. <laughs> uh, the list of sauces I hated, fortunately, is much shorter, and I forget about them very quickly because I hated them. So, you know, there, there's stuff out there that I know some people would like. And look, some of it's just personal preference, right? Like, I am not a fan at all of red jalapenos. I detest red jalapenos. I think they taste like rotten, rotten fucking It's my favorite so pepper. you would probably love <laughs> one red jalapeno sauces, two Marita Chipotle sauces. I can't stand either of those things. Actually, I don't know if I've had a Marito so Chipotle. I love Chipotle's, but the Marito Chipotle, Chipotle I, I'm not positive I've had. Chipotle. So. They're smoked for six, eight hours. They're basically, so Chipotle's are, over, red jalapenos are overripe green jalapenos, as you know. The Chipotle makers buy them at their cheapest, cheapest, cheapest price because they want to make more money, right? So when a jalapeno turns red and then it gets those little red cracks on them right before it falls on the ground and rots in a pile, that's what they turn into Chipotle's because they're cheap. They have no shelf life. They buy them and smoke them the same day, typically, or within a couple of days. The velocity is so so short on those. And so to me, the Marita has a lot of that funky, rotten red jalapeno flavor, which is really strong to my palate. And God bless you. If you like them more for you, I don't judge. It's fine. I don't think you're a lesser person or a worse human being. Like I won't send you any of our Chipotle. We, we don't get the rotten peppers. ones, but I love the But when the you smoke peppers, the Chipotle so. for like 18 to 20 hours... It smokes out all that red jalapeno flavor, and then you get a meco chipotle, and those are the chipotles I use in my sauces. Uh, and again, no judgment. Where is a judgment-free zone? We're all we're all friends here. It's just a personal preference. The point is, <laughs> you're going to like things that I don't like, and I'm going to like things you guys don't like, and that's fine. You know, we're, yeah. it's great. 100%. What defines a good hot sauce yep. is completely personal, right? It's what I like to eat and what heat levels I'm comfortable with. And sometimes it's the mood I'm in that day, and it changes from day to day what heat level I want or what flavor profile I want. And then it changes meal to meal. Like even with my own lineup, there are sauces I wouldn't put on some foods that I would on others. And if I have that pairing, it's going to be great. And if I'm forcing a pairing, then maybe it's not going to work as well. Right. So it's all about personal preference. And that's the beautiful thing about hot sauce. You can give the four of us 10 ingredients and we'll come up with four vastly different hot sauces with different heat levels and different salt levels and different acid levels and different profiles. And some will be more simple or more complex or have 10 ingredients or have three of those ingredients or whatever. We're all going to come up with different things. We all have different palettes right and so there are so many sauce companies out there i love and if i just named a bunch if anyone's listening who makes hot sauce professionally and i didn't name you try me out send me some sauce chances are i'll love it i'll, I'll post about it but yeah i do want to try it i don't mean to leave anybody out uh i hate when i leave people out you didn't you what? didn't mention tim yeah, yeah, they're my co-packer. I don't want to kick me out or anything. I want to. Just kidding. I like all this stuff. <laughs> I was I was writing them down, so I probably missed it. <laughs> so the one I haven't tried yet. They sent me this not long ago. The mustard. Where is it? 
Well, I haven't opened the ghost. This ghost of saffron yet. This is this is a pretty good one I've heard. So I can't wait to open that pepper. Like, uh, but I, I since I have heats of peach, man. Tim made uh, smoke a peach, which I thought was like, yeah, buddy. I've got. He did as a limited. So I know you've had it. Uh, I, that is on my next to try list. Those two are next. That's why they're on my counter. They're next up. I have a shelf. I, I heard the guy that makes that ghost of saffron uses black market. Does he? Saffron, yeah, that's so rough. Be careful. You might. I heard he he's kind die. of a dick, but you know. Oh, he's an <laughs> asshole, dude. Just unrelated to hot sauce, you know. Uh, I'm not so shy, but I'm not now shy I want to go look at my shelf to find all the names that I forgot <laughs> to mention. After you've mentioned that, I've got. Now that we've gone through the all the sauces, I'm gonna uh, hmm. I'm gonna go the other direction. So your desert island Who's hot desert sauce. Island? I don't so have to set the scene. So, oh, I'm on it. Yeah, you only <laughs> you're on a desert island. The ship is sunk. Now, listen, you get all kinds of different food right, from the right. ship floats ashore. So you get a, a pretty sure. wide cuisine, but there's only one palette of sauce on the ship. Now you can pick a couple of different ones you would hope that right. that one palette would be. What would it be? That's a fucked up question. Can't be one of yours, and we prefer it not it's be one of Such a fucked up question. I mean, I, I would probably go to my original Black Label. That's a super versatile sauce. It's got enough heat that I can pour more on and get a little lit up with those fresh scorpions in there. But it's delicate enough because I'm on a desert island. I need to catch seafood to eat. So with the seafood, it pairs great with like... Do you have somebody else's sauce? That if, it if, would, if it was somebody would be, else's? Like some, something made by somebody else? Yeah. Which one did I go through? And I'll tell you why I, I do this. Um, because I I have this thing about yeah. the breadth of a sauce. Like, ha, I, I make sauces sometimes that'll go on one type of food. And people will use it on other things. But, like, we've right. got a ramen hot sauce that's right. made for ramen. But I also think that there's other sauces that are made to go on a sure. lot of sauce, uh, a lot of different cuisines. Um, and I'm interested in that. And I'm, I'm kind of curating what people say. And what I find funny is people that aren't hot sauce makers have an answer like that. People that are hot sauce makers go, it's really hard to choose. I love literally thousands of hot sauces. It's not, that's not an exaggeration. 12, 11 and a half years of doing festivals and trying everything that there is. I've probably tried more hot sauces than most reviewers out there than most, because I'm out there trying them at the festival and trying every, every sauce of everyone's lineup that's out there. Oh, and, uh, now I feel bad because I forgot to mention uh, – oh, I forgot to mention Fat Cat, which is Isle Goldschmidt. He's out on the East Coast. Funny story. We both launched, I think, the same year. I'm California. He's Florida, so opposite sides of the country. We both had color-based labels. Like he's got red and white and gold and whatever, and he has various names. And I have green, red, orange, black, purple. Uh, he, I have a dog theme. He has a cat theme. And then we talked on the phone once, and we've been friends ever since. And we love each other's sauces. He's got a killer – Bacon Sriracha, that's fucking awesome. So Fat Cat's one that I love. Hologi is a sauce company that I really like these days. Uh, Down to Ferment were my neighbors at the show in Albuquerque this year, and I loved everything they had. And uh, Rising Smoke, love yeah. their sauces a lot. That's the one I was trying to remember. And yeah, so uh, but to your question of the Desert Island sauce that I don't make, the first one that came to mind, I'm just going to spit it out, it was the Ghost of Ancho. By Born to Hula. That's a really, really solid, pardon me, hot sauce. It's got kind of a Louisiana slant to it, so it's super versatile. It goes on anything. One of those kind of higher acid sauces, but it's a sort of silky acid. It's not a bitey acid. And it's just got a, a, a simple sauce with layers and depth and a good heat level and a good flavor profile that'll go on almost anything. So other than my black label, I would go with that one. That's awesome. So and that's so my my Desert Island hot sauce actually is Claire's uh, uh, 
cilantro you up onion. First. But no, but yours <laughs> would be. He knows that there's a half gallon coming. You, your uh, Pero Fortunato would be, except that it, it would take the it would it would not work on some cuisines for me. It's definitely more of a very specific. Would. It's the only sauce, difference. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, but otherwise both of those sauces are like much. two Appreciate of my favorites. That. that one actually went back to back for yeah. the mild to medium category at uh, uh, the Scovy Awards. It was funny. I went eight years or nine years. I forget how long I've been entering that one. I think nine years. Uh, for years, I only ever won seconds and thirds at the Scobies. And I thought, well, shit, the New Mexico judges just don't like my stuff. But, you know, like the definition of an insanity, I kept doing the same thing and hope for different results. So every year, it's actually new judges every year. So I thought, well, I'll enter different categories. I mixed it up a little. Uh, and then the year that I finally won a first place was I entered five things. No, four things. I only entered four sauces in four categories. And I won for first place and the grand prize for tasting with Year of the Dog. So, you know, different things do happen when you do the same thing over awesome. and over. And, uh, and then in, yeah. in the years since, I had never won, while I had won a grand prize, which was awesome, I had never won one of the big kind of three categories, the mild to medium, the hot, or the extra hot to triple X, which have, you know, so many dissimilar sauces in them. I think I was told there's over 100 entries in each of those categories because what's mild to medium everything every flavor profile as long as it's in that heat range it gets entered in that category and and i reformulated el perro fortunato it was a vinegar based sauce and i never was really that enamored with it. i thought it was okay i didn't think it was up to my standards so i finally said fuck it and reformulated i added uh fresh pasilla as the dominant flavor i switched to a fermented cayenne base which changes everything instead of a vinegar based sauce uh, added New Mexico red chili to give it a little depth of character because it was kind of missing a bottom end, a teeny bit of black pepper to do this kind of the same thing. And that a little bit of a ghost. So you get a little creep on it. Cause I like, like Tabasco Cholula or not Tabasco, Tapatio Valentino Cholula. You know, by the time you're halfway through your food, if you pour more on, it just gets saltier and more vinegary. It never will get hotter because it's just a cayenne sauce. It can't. Yeah. And the human body has this amazing quality where we build that tolerance to things immediately so it drove me insane that tobacco the sort of over-the-counter picante sauces you pour them on it's just salty and sour and never gets hot so i thought that little bit of ghost to be a nice creep to fight you back a little as you're eating the sauce you get that little bit of glow going it never kind of gets hot it just goes from medium to like mediumer which isn't a word but just roll with it it's my medium sauce yeah yeah no still not it's a word. fantastic i really that's that's the thing about it yeah we we did a um uh, my staff and I have been getting so many Sorry, hot sauces from this podcast that my staff and I sat around and tasted all of them because I wanted to see what else was out there. They're so used to just mm -hmm. tasting our sauces all the time. And everybody wanted yours because I, I bought another bottle a couple weeks ago. Well, three weeks ago, I nice. think it's gone now. Um, but everybody wanted to take that one home because I was letting them take some home. And I was like, <laughs> nope, that one's mine. I love it. So I'm almost your Desert Island sauce is what you're saying, Dick. Almost, almost, yeah. So, uh, Scott, what, what or who inspires you in the hot sauce world? I or, get inspired you know? all the time by all kinds of things. I get inspired by, by a pretty sunset and walking my dogs on the beach. No, I get inspired by uh, farmer's market ingredients. Fucking when I'm walking heavy. around at the market and I see something new or interesting, I think, wow, that'd be a fun sauce if I could put it together like this. Uh, I get very stream of consciousness about creating sauces. Uh, I was drinking Drake's 1500 sitting on my couch, watching the Warriors in the playoffs uh, two years ago now, three years ago, almost three years ago. And I was thinking, God, I love the citrus notes in this beer. This is just a, it's like a really nice 
refreshing. It's hot. You know, it's a good beer for that kind of day. And just as I'm watching the game and drinking this beer, I started thinking, God, this would be good with like a little mandarin orange and maybe a little like habanero. And I've always wanted to use red Savina habanero. I love that pepper. And then I could use a little horseradish. I've never used horseradish in a sauce. That'd be fun. And just sitting on my couch, all this is just sort of, I don't know if you're a fan of time bandits with a guy. I have an idea of forming in my brain. That's, that was how I felt. Like it was just sort of coming together. <laughs> and I woke up the next day and I shit you not, I had an email from, well, I'd already ordered that night. I went, oh, fuck it. And I went to Magic Plant and ordered a gallon of Red Zavina Habanero to play with and ordered a couple dry ingredients from Spice Jungle and was just going to play with it as a hobby sauce because that'd be fun, right? And I had an email from Hedonist saying, hey, we have an opening in a November box. Are you working on anything new? I didn't lie. I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm working on a sauce with habanero and beer. And that's like, great, we'll take 26,000 bottles. I'm like, oh, shit, now I have to actually make this fucking sauce. And then I started, <laughs> thank God I worked some ingredients. So I started scrambling and uh, got together with the guys at Drake's, the owners that got bumped up to the owners after talking to a manager. And and uh, they were a little concerned what I want to do with their IP, the logos. I said, oh, I just want to put the logo on the bottle so people know I'm using your beer and local is local and blah, blah, blah. And after a while, they ended up saying, well, hey, instead of selling you the beer, why don't we just give you the beer? I'm like, you want to give me? 17 kegs of beer what the yeah yeah we'll give you the beer and you give us back hot sauce and trade and then we don't have to deal with any taxes or anything like that we just nice in-kind trade and then we'll start selling your hots i'm like this just keeps getting better and better and uh so yeah if anybody tells you that sitting around drinking beer on your couch and watching basketball is a waste of time worked for me um but that that's just a great example of inspiration you never know where it's going to come from and sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not the the opposite of that is when i made year of the dog i was working on that sauce because I was working on brown label, my mustard chipotle, it was the first mustard sauce I'd made. Uh, and only to this date, other than I, there's some mustard near the dog now. But I was stirring the pot on what I thought was probably my final prototype. I was really honing in on what I thought was a really good chipotle sauce with mustard, my first chipotle. And I poured off a little into a ramekin to let it cool, as one does, to try a little of the in-progress sauce to see if it's where I think it's going to be. And as I'm stirring the pot, it's on my palate, and I'm thinking, God, I really like the, the way the mustard plays in this sauce. And I could use Chinese mustard in another sauce and I could go with kind of an Asian style and I could call it year of the dog. And I mean, that literally all came to me all together. And then I thought I could use plums for sweetness and Mandarin for citrus because those are super cliche Asian notes. And I was like, all right, cool. That's going to be my next sauce. I'm going to play with that. And I started playing with it. And a funny thing happened when you cook plums, it turns into spicy prune juice and nobody fucking wants spicy prune juice. And it was disgusting. And no matter how much I worked on that sauce, it was fucking terrible. So I scrapped the whole idea of the plums and the Mandarin. And that's when I went to Thai chili pineapple because I always wanted to do a Thai chili pineapple sauce. And I got damn lucky because the Thais also used the Chinese horoscope so I could keep the name the same because year of the dog is also in the Thai horoscope. So it worked out just fine. But that was the sauce that ended up on hot ones and won grand prize for tasting it at at the Scoby Awards. And that sauce was fully inspired by working on another sauce and just stream of consciousness thinking about the mustard. And, you know, it's not like I try other people's sauces and get inspired, but uh, the El Perro Fortunado that Spike was talking about, that was really just me wanting to make uh, a better picante sauce that people don't mind paying 10 bucks a bottle for. Because let's face it, Cholula can sell a bottle for cheaper than I can make one because they have those economies of scale. They're a subsidy of the Jose Cuervo Tequila Company. So they've got deep, deep, deep pockets and can sell it at a loss if they want to, just because it always was a promo to help sell them some more shitty tequila, right? I mean, that was the whole way that Cholula came about. Tapatio was the original of, of that sort of style. I grew up with Valentina Black Label at home when I was a kid, but that sort of simple 
three note salt vinegar pepper sauce just doesn't really interest me. But I love picante. I love the whole the I whole like mocajete style picante sauce. Lovely singing voice. And so I started working on that with the idea of, well, you know, I'm gonna make this more complex and gourmet than I can get in a two dollar bottle of, of picante off the shelf. And when I finally finished the prototype or what I thought was finished, it was still kind of lacking something. And so I got the idea of tossing in fire roasted tomato. And I hate to say it, Taco Bell fire sauce, man. It's the only sauce at Taco Bell that doesn't suck ass. Like all their other sauces are fucking terrible. I don't know how that's possible that they make one decent tasting sauce and the rest are garbage. Like you'd think they know what decent tastes like because they have one that's decent. But that fire roasted tomato was a killer idea. Totally stole it from them. Put it in El Perro and that was it. It was, that was when I felt like that sauce was really finished, when I got that sort of fire sauce vibe to it, I hate to say that because I think mine's much more complex than that sauce is. That's not a, a deep or gourmet or it grown is. up picante, but uh, I, I liked the idea of sort of a, a Cholula-ish sauce or Tapatio-ish sauce with a little more character and a little more depth. So that's the only, I, if, I, if I ripped off anything from any sauce maker ever, that's the one, right? But you're inspired by everything. I've been eating hot sauce since I was five, so... I can't say I'm not inspired by other sauces. That would be a lie, right? Because there are components of some that I like. Uh, I just started using uh, the little dried roasted garlic chips in sauce that you put in after you blend the sauce. And I was talking to, when I made chrome, I used those in there for the first time in a sauce and was talking to the guys at Hedonist and said, yeah, so I'm doing this with the dry roasted garlic chips. It gives a lot of texture. He's like, yeah, they call those treasures. And I had no idea. That, that had a name. I didn't even, I didn't know that treasures. I mean, it's kind of makes sense, but I guess little chunks of things in a sauce are called treasures in the industry. I did not know that, uh, but that, that was a fun <laughs> one. And of course there are other sauces, the Cheech that I mentioned earlier, that was the first sauce I ever had that had chips of dry roasted garlic that rehydrated in the sauce. It's a thinner sauce. So it's fun to put in something that gives it texture. So it's not just all sort of watery that when you get it in your mouth, you've got a little chunkiness to it. Even though the sauce isn't as viscous as my other sauces, it has that texture that tricks your brain into thinking it's a little thicker than it is. Yeah. We do the same thing yeah. with a lot of our sauces. I like oh, that great. garlic. So I I'm a garlic junkie. Yeah. People come to my booth. Do you have anything with no garlic? I'm like, keep stepping brother. <laughs> it's just, I'm not the sauce for you. <laughs> nope. So, Spike, myself, yeah. and Claire are going to collab on a $100 hot sauce. And we are basically getting uh, inspiration in a way from our guests, whether it be an ingredient or a process that you think would warrant a $100 bottle of hot sauce. Uh, if you would tenderly massage my shoulders while I eat the hot sauce, I would pay $100 <laughs> for that bottle of hot sauce. Short of that. And it has to be you tenderly massaging my shoulders, Zach, not nobody else. <laughs> no, and only if it's consensual by the way we don't we don't force anything on anyone these days yeah i, I figured as much um serious answer uh the cliche answer you're gonna get from people is probably truffles because everybody goes fucking nuts over truffles and they're very Fuck expensive no, i am not, not a mushroom fan no. nobody nobody on this I'm podcast likes truffles fan. <laughs> i think they taste like dirt and i don't want them on my food i don't want truffle fries i don't want truffle sauce yeah. and no offense to truff god bless them they're doing their thing and i respect it all of the offense to Trump. But, but All of the offense to Trump. I'm not no a trouble folks. guy. Um, I mean. Side note. Side note. Do you guys see Truffs coming out with a green sauce? And it literally looks I like I did see shit. the. I saw some ad for it. Yes. I saw a little promotional thing for a, for a new magical mystery sauce. I'm actually going to come it's, out with the sauce that Spike alluded to earlier, which is deluxe. And that's going to have. It's not going to be a limited edition sauce. But I had a woodworking company work up a felt like a felt lined box with a a clear plexiglass etched uh, 
screen to display, and they'll be signed and numbered one to a zero to a zero zero one to to one five zero, and wax dipped with a paw print stamp like I used to do back in my hobby days. And but the sauce won't be limited, just the set. And I'll probably do like about a hundred bucks for a bottle, and then the boxed bottle. And so you get one to eat and one to collect, right? I, I haven't really done a true collectible in 11 plus years. I've had a lot of people asking for a collectible. But for just a pure $100 hot sauce, I mean, you probably want to get fancy with the ingredients. You want to do like a champagne vinegar, maybe. You want to do something absolutely unique that nobody's ever done before. That would be one piece of feedback I would offer is if I can go buy it for 10 bucks, why am I going to buy yours for 100 So come out of the gate with something nobody's ever seen or tried or tasted. Yes. And if well, it's going to be very limited. We're not. It's not going to be right, mass produced. Right. Uh, and, and like fifty, 50 bottles, bottles, yeah, handmade. You know, and I outvoted you on that fifty bottles, right? Right, hundred bottles, so whatever you two hundred bottles, five hundred, whatever you guys do, five hundred bottles. You know, whatever it is, in the end, just make sure that it's of the quality where I, as a consumer, would be satisfied that I paid a hundred. I don't want to open a sauce, pour it on my food, and go fuck. I paid a hundred dollars for that. I have that experience with some twelve dollar bottles, no. right? So I definitely don't want that with a hundred dollar bottle. So. I would just say be unique and purposeful and don't don't use an ingredient because it sounds interesting. Like one of my biggest pet peeves with any food product and especially hot sauce. Like I am not one of those. It's got to have seven ingredients or less or it's that's such horseshit. It has as many ingredients as it needs or it's like the wizard who's never late. And he always arrives exactly on time in, in Tolkien's work. Right. That's Gandalf. Make the Gandalf of you, sauce. You're it's a got, nerd. You are a giant nerd. I love it's it. got 15 ingredients. <laughs> That's a horticulture major. Dude. When you grow plants for a living, you got to be a little. If it has 15 ingredients, that's great as long as I can taste the 15 ingredients. But don't tell me it's, you know, a scorpion reaper and ghost sauce with, with black garlic and shallots because I'm not going to fucking taste the black garlic and shallots because all I'm going to taste is 3 million Scoville units, right? If it's stupid yes, fucking hot, thank you. you're just telling me ingredients to sell me the sauce. If I can't taste the ingredients, what's the point of using them? And so be purposeful. If the ingredients are in there, Domino, shut your cake hole. That hole you put cake in, shut it. Um, sorry, that was the Pitsky again, vocalizing. Uh, be purposeful with whatever you do. And if it has an ingredient, you, no matter how fancy or not, I'm tempted to use squid ink in a sauce. It would turn off the vegans, but, you know, fuck them. Um, but, uh, but that would be a fun ingredient if it tastes good <laughs> and if it tastes interesting. I know it would look interesting, right? And it's an interesting ingredient. But if it looks interesting but tastes like shit, then I don't want to use it, right? Or if it looks interesting and and gets blown out by whatever sauce heat level I'm using, I also don't want to use it. So depending on what I'm using, like I'm working on that deluxe is going to be a black garlic sauce uh, with probably a fermented uh, red scotch bonnet base. But I don't want to make it so hot or so complex that I drown out the black garlic. I've had a few black garlic sauces that I really didn't like because they didn't taste like black garlic to me. They tasted like everything else that's in the sauce with a very like a whisper of black garlic. <laughs> I want you to beat me over the head with a stick of black garlic if there's black garlic in the sauce. You know, so that's that's my two cents on your hundred dollar sauce. And the massage and the hand job. Don't forget those those two are critical to me buying it. <laughs> I'm not your target customer, I don't think. No, I were I was just asking if you had an ingredient or like a process that you think would help warrant a hundred dollar bottle of hot sauce. Uh I know I spoke in all generalisms to avoid that. I, I think tried you to said dance champagne around your vinegar. Yeah, right? now you're not letting vinegar. I did say champagne vinegar. Yep. Yeah, that's a fun ingredient. I do like that ingredient. And then I would try to make sure that it has an appeal, like you have a target audience for it. So is it a collectible that you expect to be Trojaner's hot sauce, yeah, where, cool. yes, it could either be the best or the shittiest hot sauce imaginable. 
you know, but nobody's ever going to open it because it's a collectible. So they'll never know. Right. That's like the entire Blair's lineup. Right. Is that is the little bottle of something that nobody's ever going to open. So he could be putting again, squid ink and extract of peppers in a bottle and it won't matter because it's just wax sealed and it's collectible and they're going to resell it or whatever. And I just, I'll never under, that's the, the petrified cat under a stack of newspaper sauce, right? Like the hoarders have on those shows. No offense to Vic Klinko, who has the most amazing collection ever, but you know, I outside of Vic, like if you don't have the biggest collection in the world, eat the fucking hot sauce you buy. That's another pet peeve. Like people ask me to sign bottles, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. so you're gonna save the bottle and eat the sauce, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know some of them didn't because people send me pictures of sauce from ten years ago that I signed that they put on their shelf and it died. And somehow that bothers me. Like, dude, I made a great sauce. Eat the fucking that. sauce. So, but each, I don't judge each to their own. It is what it is. You can collect if you want. All right. So I think we've already done this, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Do you have any, so in general, hot takes on hot sauce. I think truffle was your I'm not a big fan of truffles, but that's again, like I mentioned earlier about what I like versus you like. My face hole is different than your face hole. My palate is different than your palate. What I pair it with is going to be different than what you pair it with. So each to their own. I know people who absolutely adore truffles and I don't judge them for the worst for it. God bless them. That more for them. Right. I'm not a big fan of olives either. And I people, judge them. I love everything that I've ever tried inside the olive. The best I like pimentos. I like blue like. cheese. I like stuff the olive. Give me the stuffing. I'll eat that. You can have the olive. Uh, if there are olives on a combo yeah, pizza, yeah. I can flick them off. I can eat them. They don't taste bad, terrible to me. They just distract me from the good flavors that I do like on a combo pizza. I like the salami and the bell peppers and all those other ingredients a lot more. And I find the olives to be very distracting because they're salty and I'm a little salt averse. And so that we each have our thing, right? So I would never use olives in a sauce because Mm -hmm. I don't fucking love olives. But if you love olives, go make an olive sauce and sell it. And I guarantee you there's a million motherfuckers that love olives that, that will buy your olive sauce, right? More the fucking Brian and I love call. olives. Yeah, see, <laughs> I love olives. Yeah, yeah perfect. Olives More for you. That's great. Night. I will never so eat that pizza. You could not pay <laughs> oh, me to eat man. that pizza. It just is not for me. It's, it is what it is. My entire fucking family goes gaga over olives. My mom, mushrooms too. I'm very sensitive to mushrooms. I love olive oil, right? Not the Popeye female character, but actual cooking with olive oil. I love dipping bread in oil and balsamic. And I, I cook with olive oil daily. I love olive oil. It's very subtle. It's just the olive is too intense for me by itself. It's a little strong for my palate and, and really salty depending on that. There are some low salt olives I've had that I'm like, yeah, this is okay, but I'd rather eat something else than this. Uh, and mushrooms. I'm not huge on mushrooms. Uh, there are mushrooms I can eat, you know, the ones in China, little straw mushrooms in Chinese food. I've had portobellas cooked in a way that I did not gag when I ate them. That was fine. But my mom would get those giant button mushrooms when I was a kid and she'd take the caps off and put them in a blender with Italian sausage and basil and pine nuts. And it would, they smelled fucking great. The whole house smelled awesome. And I'd take a bite and I'd just want to hurl because it's just all that mushroom flavor, just all up front. Give me everything that's inside it. I'll eat that by the spoonful. But the mushroom itself just was too too mushroomy for me. It is pretty Lana. assertive. You you would definitely hate my diet right, right now. A lot of mushrooms. <laughs> well, any Off so foods. certain things break up yep. in the food processor better, and mushrooms in my sure. yeah yeah. I, I ate a lot of mushroom pate basically. <laughs> I mean, if I was dying, if I was again, if I'm on if I'm on Spike's Desert Island, and that's what there is to eat, I'm gonna be a mushroom eating motherfucker. But given the choice between mushrooms and anything else, <laughs> I'm going plan B. I'm going to what's behind door number two. Yeah. But it was funny when I did that cook off in Portland, one of the ingredients was 
uh, mushrooms in the sauce because they had the four. They did the whole sort of chop style where you have the four secret ingredients, and it was lemons, mushrooms. Shit, what else do we have? Lemon, mushroom, and two other things that escape me at the moment because I can't remember. Um, I have a bad case of CRS disease, which is can't remember shit. Yeah, as I get older. No, I forget things from last August. Yeah, me too. But yeah, mushrooms turned out to be one of the ingredients. And I thought, of course, mushrooms are an ingredient. And I leaned into it. You could have, I could have put one little mushroom in it, but I scooped that whole pile of mushrooms into my sauce and made a very tasty thing with them that I actually liked the flavor of. And you could taste the mushrooms. I, I thought if that's a secret ingredient, if you shy away from it, that's a good way to lose, right? Is if the people blind tasting it know that's in there but can't taste it again. Back to the, it should be a thoughtful ingredient that you can taste thing. Uh, but... But yeah, it's just more for you. But I'm interested in what your sauce comes out to be. Scott, yeah. <laughs> We're interested to know what that is too. But um, Scott, I was going to, you know, I want, I want to send you sauces. And I'm just thinking about the fact that you don't like the red jalapeno. And that is literally my favorite pepper. So I do use it a lot. So uh, so what um, what what do you oh, like gosh. in a Oh, all kinds of things. Sauce? So let me rephrase the red jalapeno thing. On a scale of red jalapeno to truffles, I'm way more into the red jalapeno. Right. So I've had a lot of jalapeno sauces that were successful that I actually enjoyed very much. And I'll be the first to say that that even though I probably wouldn't use them in a sauce, I have had a lot of sauces I liked a lot, very successful products. Uh, so please, if you have a red jalapeno sauce that you absolutely love, send it to me and chances are I'm going to enjoy it because it's probably a really well-made sauce and, and I'd be have, stupid to just discount it. Have you had our smoked onion? Really That's usually the one that, that people have had. To, no, you, you mean, I'm kidding. Kidding. No, oh. so yes, <laughs> right. No, no, you just that. hollow out the I onion have, itself. I have and smoked then, onions. Yeah. And I've had smoked yeah. Vidalia sauce, and I really enjoyed that as well. Onions are one of my favorite flavors. There are onions in all my sauces of different styles. I have dried onion and powdered onion and fresh onion, and you know, really, you don't have motherfuckers being like, I, I have like had a few onion. of those. Did yes, you no, I have. I have a couple onion. people who have come up, same like the garlic. Are there onions in these? You have one with no onion. I'm like, I have a less oniony one. And I have a more oniony one. Take your choice. And like, I hate onions. Well, I'm sorry your childhood was so bad. You know, that's it's that kind of thing. Again, it's and people probably look at me like that when I talk about olives and mushrooms, right? Is we all have our thing, and some people love certain flavors, some people like certain flavors less. So yeah, by all means, please. And please let me trade with you because I love sending stuff and receiving yeah. stuff. So we'll we'll get together after this and we'll do a trade. You'll get in awesome. the queue behind the awesome. 30 sauces that I have yet to open that I feel feel bad about. Mm-hmm. See the look that Zach gave when he saw the, the Ghost of Saffron wasn't opened yet? Yeah, that's because it's in, but it's in queue. It's on my count. When it makes it to the counter, that means the next step is to open it. So, yeah. Well, this is a perfect segue into yeah. our hot sauce show and tell. Yeah. Who makes Co-Conspirator? That's a whole it's other a company. Phenomenal sauce. Is that that's you? Me. This is yours? Oh, it's open. Yeah. I can I can try this yeah. one now. Oh, I, I love that sauce. That is a good sauce. All right, let's crack open this piece of shit. I mean, this sauce. I hope the spoon's the right (laughs) way up. Zach was very generous, sent me a bunch of sauces. Made me feel like a dick because I sent him four and he sent me eight and I thought that was fucked up. Can we we see it? Yeah, can you put it up to the camera real quick? No, the the bottle. bottle. How much do I have to eat? A whole teaspoon? I'll I'll go a whole teaspoon. Nah, you whatever you want, man. It's really good. sauce. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I like that sauce a cool label. Nice. It's got a bunch of cool shit on it. I think that those pineapple rings, they kind of look like an eight. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Why is it called co-conspirator? Because it's a it's a collaboration with our so local co-op. I do this co-op. without spilling it on my fucking keyboard. So that's what the sauce looks like. Nice. Yeah, it is a viscous so sauce, which co-op. I love. Smells great. Go on, co-op. I used to work at the co-op. Actually, High Desert was formed okay. at this co-op. Um, 
like I would make sauce at home and I would bring to all the you know how it is. So this past year it was like two years ago, whatever, it was our fiftieth anniversary and they're like, Make us a fiftieth anniversary sauce and I said, I got you. Nice that. What smells? It's got fire. It's awesome. Fantastic. The aroma is very earthy, tangy green sauce, which I really like. There's a lot of kind of particulates, a lot of speckles in there. We love speckles. My dogs are idiots. Shut oh, yeah. your pie hole. So let's try it. Yeah. Yeah, it's delicious. It's got a little more kick than I expected out of a verde. It's got chiltepine in it. That's what those little red things are oh, on the label. The mouth feels fantastic. Yeah. There's a lot of chunks to it, which I love. I like a salsa lita style sauce. When I first started making sauce, my goal was to make kind of a salsa. And so in California, we have the sort of California Mexican style cuisine. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of mocajete style sauces, like the fresh ground peppers and oils and whatever they put in them. And I loved that texture. And I wanted to have a lot of body in my sauces. So I went for pretty much this exact texture. This is a fantastic sauce. This is one of those sauces. Shut it. Hey, head. Move. This is one of those sauces that <clears throat> I tasted and I think, fuck, I wish I made this sauce. That's when I know I love a sauce is when I'm a little jealous that I didn't actually produce the sauce. So, yeah, definitely to those viewers out in the audience, if you get a chance to try Co-Conspirator. It's try. probably one of my more underrated products. I agree. Honestly. Everybody, everyone, oh, I have tried Ghost of yeah. Saffron before. I've just not opened this bottle. But uh, I, everyone talks about that one. And rightly so. That's a great sauce. But uh, definitely more people should be talking about, about this one for sure. It's super right. underrated. Excellent sauce. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know how long it's been since you've had Ghost of Saffron. I definitely kind of tweaked the recipe, like pulled some of the saffron. This out is the newer one. Because that's when you sent it to me, is because okay. I mentioned that I hadn't tried it since you tweaked it. So I tried the other version. Yeah. I haven't okay. tried this one yet. Okay. It's, 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 it's more nice. balanced now. There's my show and tell. Claire, what did you bring? Oh, I'm sorry. I brought, this is, uh, this is one of my husband's sauces. So I haven't had this one yet. Um, Chile Lingua de Fuego. Ooh, very Fuego. nice. I've seen um, that one. And this is their turmeric bomb. And it's, um, uh, it's obviously, it's got some turmeric. It's got a lot of different peppers, um, scotch bonnet and chocolate ghost, jalapeno. Uh, it's got some Carolina Reaper, Trinidad Scorpion. Um, it's made in Honduras. It also has Honduran Ooh, hard liquor, interesting. which I find is an interesting, no. like, I don't know what that is. I'm curious. Yeah. Like really. Brown rum so the thing about um, tumor, the, yeah, it's gotta be something like that, yeah. but turmeric's a funny one for me because my mom is a huge health nut, um, California. She lives in Emeryville um, and she's just uh, obsessive sure. about all healthy things. And if she, if like a tablespoon of that healthy thing is right. good, then like a cup of it's even better. Um, and so she goes on about turmeric all yeah. the time she puts turmeric in her coffee and uh and so we have um we have children and so mm -hmm. we have stain free couches nice. that like won't hold a stain um the only thing that besides sharpies the only thing that they don't they don't guarantee it won't hold a stain about is turmeric so we have to tell my mom that she's that. not allowed to drink coffee on our couch um so yeah. <laughs> i actually started um, using turmeric in a couple of prototype but, uh, sauces oh, wow. and it's a funny ingredient where one grain too much sends yeah. it way over yeah. the top, and it's all turmeric at that point in your palate. But just yeah. enough is really delicious. Well, and I like yeah. putting it in in mustard, obviously. Yeah. Like, um, but I feel like it takes sure. mustard into a different realm. Like, it we do CD mustards, yeah, turmeric to it, and you're like, oh, yellow mustard. Will you send like, me a, a mustard, a CD flavor. mustard with our trade? Yes, I love mustard. Yeah, oh, as, as yeah, much as I definitely. Just like 
Got us to yeah, the I just like oh. truffles. That's how much I love mustard. <laughs> yes. I'm a huge mustard guy. Yeah. So I adore mustard and I feel like there is not the, I, I've said this before in the podcast, there is not the mustard fandom that there it. is around yeah. hot sauce. Yeah. And I want that to exist because like, <clears throat> I don't know if you've done much mustard yeah. making. Mustard is hard. Like it is, it is, it, I, hot sauce is, is yeah. empowering and mustard is humbling. Like you just, you think you know it and you think you're like, I got this. I know how to make mustard. And then it's it like, a little ah, bit just here kidding. And, there, and it is definitely <laughs> like, challenging. One amusing, I, yeah. my brown label is the mustard chipotle and I use mustard flour. It's not like I pour mustard, like golden yeah. mustard into it. I use just ground mustard seed. Yeah. It's just mustard flour. And I entered in, uh, it's won a bunch of first places for Chipotle in Zestfest in Texas. It's one in Albuquerque. It's one all over the place. I entered the International Flavor Awards and I entered medium hot sauce because it's a medium hot sauce. And I got an email and it said, congratulations on your first place International Flavor Award. And I'm like, oh shit, cool. I'm looking at the list and I don't see my hot sauce. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? So I scroll down and scroll down and scroll down. Well, awards curators sometimes will relocate your sauce to another category if they feel it's suitable to that. And all awards do that. Apparently they saw mustard on the label. It says mustard chipotle and he put it in the mustard category and it won first place for mustard, which I guess I'm an award-winning mustard maker now, which is, <laughs> I don't think I am. I thought that was, I felt bad for the mustard <laughs> companies that, that I beat with a hot sauce. Like that seemed kind of shitty, but would you quit scratching my leg and licking me? That's not appropriate. But yeah, so that was, yeah. my, that's my one award-winning mustard. But yeah, I have always <laughs> wanted awesome. to make that's like a awesome. whole seed German style mustard and I've played with it a little bit and it's really hard. I have made to, mm -hmm. to date, I've made a bunch of crap yeah. and one that was slightly less crappy than the other ones that I actually used a whole jar of, but I wouldn't we, sell it. We, it was too crappy to sell. It did not stand up to any of the that mustards. Hit you hard. That, this one, this one caught me a little bit by surprise. No. I mean, it shouldn't have given what's in it, but yeah. like it was, it was like, Ooh, that's hot. But There's then it was second, like, Oh wait, no, wait that yeah. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. That's hot. All those different, all those different peppers. And then the ginger too, is just really, Ginger hits in a different way, and so I always love like playing yep. with that. I love that ginger. Mix. Ginger's another spice. It's a I really, I really spice. like that. One grain too much of ginger, yeah. it's too much ginger. Zach, what did you bring? <laughs> uh, I brought some uh, Palmen Acres. Oh, very uh, nice. I have that one as well. Garlic. I think I, yeah, I shouted it out once already. I'm not opening it. I have too many fucking bottles of open sauce that I will probably never eat. I brought. Oh, the uh, old bay. I haven't. Uh, I have not tried that one yet. <laughs> believe it or not, and old bay. That's so. KDB, sure, you know, KDB Saucy, she uh, sent this to me as a gift. Yep. She's so sweet. And I, uh, I so I'm uh, all set I up. It has a see the flow restrictor on it, which I'm not happy about. But I'm going to give the it flow restrictor has here. another name. It's uh, not as polite sounding. It's the uh, the orifice reducer. Yes, orifice I love that name. Orifice reducer. Sounds dirty. Yeah. Or Zach calls it's, it the I call it the first thing I flick the fuck off when I open a bottle of anything. So, yeah. yeah. Um, this is really good. It is very salty, but it, it's salty in a way that I think would work with a, sure. a lot of what foods. is the, you the use sodium it, level on that uh, sauce? I'm as, curious. 140? It's ridiculous, I think. 160. I'm feeling the hypertension from here. Yeah. But it's right. uh, the, celery, the, uh, the celery seed is yep. really a. That's what I've heard about. It's um, very celery forward. First and or celery seed forward. Yeah, it's just a cayenne yeah. sauce with celery in it, basically. Nice. But I love it. Yeah, I mean, that's really, really Bay Area's Old Bay's backyard, um, pretty much. I mean, I know it's kind of an East Coast thing, but but I yeah. Fisherman's Wharf, everywhere out there, always had Old Bay uh, seasoning every on every table, yeah, yeah. everywhere growing up. What, and you know Old Bay had a pride yeah. hot sauce, which yeah. for, you know, owned by it's McCormick, remarkable. that's just yeah. like, Gotta that love it. stands out and it's pretty awesome. 
I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was the only like one I could find when we started cool. ours. So at this juncture, I will ask you: Do you have any questions? I have none questions for y'all except uh, I'll no, need your one. email address so that we can do our little trado thing. I already have y'all's sauces, but I would love to get some from Claire that I have not tried. Feel free again to send me a red jalapeno. I want to see what you yeah. did. Maybe you'll learn me. Maybe I'll become <laughs> the world's biggest red jalapeno fan. Wouldn't well, that be something? And then, and then I've got to send you a chipotle sauce too, because I, you know, uh -huh. our we smoke our own chipotle. Yeah, he's a really and good it's so. So I wonder where that would fall in your Judgment, like my judgy chipotle you know, thing. Yeah, where we'll find out. We'll find out. You're judging Chipotle thing. Yeah, exactly. Chipotle sauces, <laughs> which is my challenge with the Marita Chipotle, is it's got a lot of red jalapeno sweetness. So depending yeah, how then, acidic it is, if it's more acidic, I'm probably so, gonna love it. If it's less acidic and more sweet, maybe not. That's interesting. I'll I'll choose that carefully because that was actually something for me. I felt like uh, with Chipotles, everybody was always sweetening them when I moved to New England, and it drove me nuts. But our nice. main Chipotle sauce is our maple rum Chipotle. No, I'm going to send you. I'll our never rum hear that phrase without thinking of the joke. The pirate um, that walks into the bar, and he's got the steering wheel sticking out of his crotch, and the bartender says, "Hey, you know you got a steering wheel sticking out of your crotch," and the pirate says, "Arr, it's driving me nuts." See, every time, every time. Sorry, it's a terrible joke. I feel like I owe you a better joke, Spike. Uh, if you end up go, coming to Albuquerque to film content for the podcast, he will be there. And you, you should go watch this dude in action. Like, Market Scott is... Well, I wear a stadium buddy, so I piss myself during the show. No, I don't. I'm not I'm not that full gun. Full blown. No depends. No, I do go to the bathroom from time to time. But yeah, I do get pretty caffeinated yeah. out there and, and go to town. Yeah, he gets caffeinated and he... he Dude, like it's it's just fun to watch. I appreciate work. that. That's What's awesome. funny is I'm kind of That's an introvert. Awesome. That's you don't I, get good at making hot sauce, as you guys know, by being extroverted. Like my favorite thing is to right. tell everybody to fuck off, go to my kitchen, and play with peppers and spices. That's what I really enjoy doing. It it calms my soul. That's my my happy place. Yeah. So when I'm in a festival and I've got eight people wide by three people deep, clamoring for demos. And then they just don't stop for seven hours, like New York Hot Sauce Expo or like Albuquerque in the heyday. Inside, I feel like, get away from me, everybody, get away from me. But outside, I'm very much, I just embrace it. I figure, well, fuck it, I'm here, you're here, let's go, right? And so I can put on that kind of, I don't want to say a mask because it is me being, but I would rather be anywhere else in that moment. Uh, it's a weird thing to describe. Yeah, exactly. It's, to me, it's a little cringy feeling. No, I get it. But it comes off very naturally because I am very natural with people. I like people. It's it's a it's a love hate thing, right? It's hard to. Yeah. I get it, man. Because I, I too, I'm I'm introverted. I don't I don't want to hang out. You know, I have people ask me if I wanted to bunk together at Albuquerque. I'm like, no, I'm right. in my own space. I don't want to deal with people for ten fucking hours. And That's exactly. That's no why sense. I get a single room Airbnb every time. Yep, or one little. Yep cottage or whatever like a one-bedroom yeah. cottage because i just want to fuck off to my yeah. quiet place not talk to anybody for another till tomorrow yeah. and then that then i'm all good yeah. like recharge exactly. recharge my battery and come back out do it all over again exactly exactly yeah <laughs> no i kind of am because it's my it's i don't take a lot of vacations that's the one thing i miss a lot about my old day job is I actually would take four or five weeks off a year for a paid vacation. And I haven't had a vacation and like a real vacation in years, but I do go on trips to Portland and to Albuquerque and the sort of hot sauce pilgrimages. And so I have as much like business expense and the write offs. Yeah. But, but it is That's the two it. days driving through the desert. I like driving 40 across California, Mojave and up into Arizona and up into Flagstaff and dropping down into, into, uh, uh, 
what's the place that's in the Eagles song? He was sitting on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. So yeah, Winslow. Winslow. Dropped oh, down Winslow, into Winslow. Yeah. Standing. He's standing on the corner. corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I get my coffee at a coffee shop in Winslow I like a lot. They make really good Java. And then bust down into Albuquerque the next day. And then I enjoy all the Albuquerque sort of New Mexican cuisine. Uh, still can't really get into the double starch. It's the Hawaiian food of New Mexico is what it is. When you go to Mexican and instead of beans and rice, you get beans and potatoes. That's a little kind of where's my rice. Give me some fucking rice. But did have the best uh, chilerianos there that I've ever had in my life last year at, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, the Azul uh, kit. It was the Kitchen Azul. I can't the Spanish name for kitchen is, I'm losing my mind, Cochina. It was Cochina Azul. Great old town restaurant. And they did stuffed chilerianos. And one was stuffed with uh, chili arrobada. And the other one was stuffed with brisket and just red and green Christmas sauce all over it. Oh, God, they were so good. They were the best I've ever had. So I love that. I love traveling for that. And I have a lot of friends now in, in that area from doing the festival for nine years now. This will be, my, I think, my ninth or my tenth year. And so it's just that is my working vacation. And I get to just sort of not answer emails for a week, you know. And, and then, of course, I'm bad at vacationing. So I do end up answering emails because... You know, what yeah, we do. Exactly. Yeah. I pretend. I gotta, I've got, I'm going on vacation. I'm going on vacation in about, uh, yeah. about three weeks. And I've already told my, uh, my people, yeah, you'll be handling stuff, but I mean, right. I'm still going to be checking emails. We, the lies we tell ourselves email. that I won't yeah. check email for a week. Yeah. Good yeah, luck. I, good luck just, with that. Yeah. And then we've got the podcast, which I'll be doing right. on vacation. Well, Scott, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We, uh, I've been, want, I've been really looking forward to this one, and it well, did thank not. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's it fun being on. You yeah. guys are delightful. It's really great. And now to I'm going to do a trade cut. and get more stuff to eat. So life is good. Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, was brought to you by Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. High Desert Sauce Co. and Iris Spikes Unique Hot Sauces and Vandal Pepper Sauces. This has been a Spike Mine Media Production.